Hello, everybody, and welcome to another DNE podcast. Yes, my name is Eamon. And my name is Daniel. This is the 34th episode. That is correct. Well done. I think we have some new listeners after after I finally put it on my Instagram as well. Do we actually? I think so. Is that why you're excited to make another one? Always excited to make another one. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we came with a little bit of a plan this time, huh? Yeah. Well, ish. This is just ish. my. Um, I'm not gonna read any of the stuff that's written here. It's just my journal. But um, I do have a few thoughts, because um. I was listening to an audiobook not too long ago, so that was a first. And um, I came across something that I quite enjoyed, and it's called The Backwards Law. And I was talking to you a little bit about it yesterday. Yeah, um, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, it's, it's very... I thought it was interesting. Um, I haven't debated much about it. Um, but it's the idea that having too many positive experiences in itself is a negative experience and having negative experiences is in itself a positive experience so they the the law deems that when you seek negative or uncomfortable experiences that means that you're gaining positive attributes from it and hence the name backwards law because you seeking negative to for positive and when you receive positive you technically seeing as negative as well um and it it kind of fits a lot with the idea of stoicism of like if you have a standard for good you have a standard for bad and therefore if you're neutral you don't have a good or bad so like if you're a person who enjoys pleasure or too much pleasure let's say you love food <laughs> and one day you see yourself without food that means that you're going to be unhappy because now you don't have food when you took pleasure in eating food right yeah oh okay i see how you're interpreting it mm. like too much good will then lead to a bad when you don't have well, it ties it a little so. bit to it. They they speak different things. They they are different philosophies per se. But um, they I feel I felt like they tied pretty well together in a way. Yeah. Okay. I definitely took it in the way of um. I think it's stoicism as well. The seeking out suffering for some type of meaning. Does stoicism talk about seeking out suffering? I don't remember any of that. Um, like suffering for growth. Is that not does stoicism not talk about that? No, stoicism is really against any f- sort of like it not it, it's not it's oh, not right. perceiving it as a suffering is even against how they would kind think. of by what I understand, yes. Because yeah. you do it because you have to do it, not because you feel good or bad about the certain situation. Yeah, it's just you have to do it. Yeah. You might yeah. feel certain ways, but you need to um, be disciplined and think off those thoughts before you are able to run those things. Or like yeah. uh, at the time that they're happening, not before or after. Yeah. Okay. So to loosely tie it to stoicism then, mm. instead of just chasing the immediately pleasurable activity, mm. say if you lack food, you just eat the most junky enjoyable food all the time mm. it'll lead to a long-term negative experience yeah by constant indulgence in good experience yeah and say so, i uh, guess there is that like um energy balance sort of idea to it as well yeah like uh pushing pushing your boundaries yeah going out of your comfort zone is i i don't know if you classify them as negative experiences i guess you can but you can things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, right. It's what they would call a negative experience. Yeah. Well, that's the way I would interpret it. I would interpret it to interpret that as a negative experience. Yeah. And then it being a backwards theory because that negative experience would lead to growth and and you good, probably get a good pleasure outcome. out of it as well. Yeah. From simply just achieving that negative experience that you were worried about. 
Yeah, which is the good experience coming out of the net, uh, out of the bad experience. Yeah. And then, yeah, if you were to not push your boundaries and just indulge in the good all the time, you kind of end up in a bad place where you haven't yeah. moved anywhere. And I think that's anything. where it fits with the stoicism idea of if you have too much good, then you ne- you'd notice negatives a lot more. Yeah, which is crazy when you take away the when you take away the good thing, and then you're left with the yeah you're left just with the the offset yeah with the thought of that good thing and if you i I don't think they're against good things happening it's just they're against the the indulgence of having strong good or bad feelings it's just uh a more balanced life per se which i inherently agree with i inherently agree with a a balanced life as well i think it's kind of I don't know know why, eh? but like it does just feel like the natural, not even natural, but just the ideal way to do it. Yeah. I find it funny because that, and I'm I'm no scientist, so this could be completely wrong, but um, I feel like that could even fall into even happiness and sadness in our brains. You know, when... When you have when when you're really happy and you have just a a very high amount of serotonin just being emanated into your brain, right? Whether whether you're just going through a really cool experience or I don't know, you've taken drugs that have enhanced that. Yeah. You will often feel sad afterwards. Or not necessarily sad, but just also you could just be completely drained or just not having a good time anymore after yeah, or there's like sad a sad experience. There's a crash or always an offset. Yeah. I find personally, every time I go out and hang out with someone, I have an amazing time. You go home and you feel a little like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alone now type. Mm. type and then after every amazing experience, yeah, there's a, there's a downfall. Yeah. I, I get it sometimes with people, the social battery idea, but I don't get that often. I wonder trying to trying to tie the thoughts into an emotion. I'm wondering if, say, something negative happens to you, right, mm-hmm. and you refuse to sit with that negative thought or that emotion. Okay. If that leads to an overall negative outcome, I don't think you should ever not um, sit with it, but allow yourself to feel the feeling. That's good. I think that's good. That's what I was gonna say. I understood it wrong. Yeah. No. You should I'm, definitely I'm, do that. Yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm. I feel I'm trying to see if that ties into this theory at all um, where experiencing bad things I believe leads so. to an overall good outcome if you're feeling sad and you just work through it just mean that means you're working through something that makes you uncomfortable which means is a negative experience in itself I think it's embracing a negative experience to yeah. reach for the positive outcome yeah is yeah processing it rather than just trying to move on to the next thing or yeah or, or mask it up with other activities or thoughts or d- distract yourself in a certain way you know you refuse to masking thing is one of the biggest issues that i personally have yeah. in my life yes and i only recently i've been trying to deal with it a bit more for probably years now i've been watching videos prior to go to sleep like and I mean years it's, it's become a really strong habit and I think it ties very uh, I think it ties a lot with past issues that I don't even think about them anymore but like be- because it's become the habit it's just uh, it's it's strange at some point in my life I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a video before going to sleep. And it's become <laughs> like a, a thing that haunts me almost. Because Boy, that was, you're just addicted to it. Because I mean, same. Because I can oh. go to sleep without it. It's easy. I did it yesterday. You just go to bed and f- close your eyes. That's it. I know. I, I, last time I said, told someone who just goes to sleep without it, I'm like, oh, is what you do. That is like, it's really not that hard you it's just, really not you just don't open your phone bro yeah you stay a while without your phone and you will fall asleep pretty easily yeah but it's incredible how even sometimes and that's how i know it's an addiction <laughs> yeah you, f- you feel uh, uncomfortable 
not having that thing on. Yeah, yeah. But when you say masking, masking up something, is that YouTube is like masking up not wanting to sleep or something like that? Is I think, yeah. It was masking up bad thoughts. Um, it's a pretty obvious reason, actually. I've definitely, when intoxicated <laughs> before, been a bad thought. Yeah, YouTube distract me. Yeah. So, maybe, yeah, maybe it's very similar. Where it's at night time, it's like, I just don't want to be with my own thoughts. I'm a person who thinks a lot before going to sleep. And I've realized it's because I'm not doing the correct... Um, the things you're meant to do prior to going to sleep, right? Yeah, well, and and, and I think it's one of the few times I think outside of taking a shower where you don't have a lot of stimuli. There's like all you have are your thoughts. You're just yeah. trying you're just trying to fall asleep and if you're not watching YouTube video, you're not listening to music, you're not distracting yourself. No. All you're trying to do is sleep. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're with your with your thoughts. There's an interesting way of thinking of it because I definitely use my phone and sometimes just like fall asleep to a YouTube video. Mm. I find it easier sometimes. Yeah. And I do wonder, yeah, maybe maybe it is an attempt a subliminal attempt to distract from something else yeah i think it's that plus just the habit itself so because you've done it it just became a thing that you do yeah and yeah you, you can talk yourself into it pretty easily yeah well and yeah that's it and because it's got its addictive properties it's mm-hmm. uber stimulating it's way more interesting than yeah <laughs> staring at darkness yeah but you, if you go into like a med, med, meditative sort of state, then you go to sleep pretty quickly. Just uh, close your eyes, breathe, and that's it. Just try not to think. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to sleep earlier at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm, man, when you go to sleep late and your brain is so used to being stimulated by a screen until 1, 2 a.m., going to sleep at 11 is like impossible. Mm. It's... But like yeah no it's def- definitely having to indulge it or definitely engaging in that have to do the bad thing for the good outcome mm-hmm. um, I think life's filled with that though I think so and but it's only filled with that if you really indulge mm-hmm. into it yeah and I think yeah Every, we all need to find our balance we yeah. all I think everyone probably has some sort of vice and I think everyone I don't think it's bad. I think everyone should or can have a vice. That's uh, that's okay. But balancing it out is the important part. I just think, uh, yeah, being conscious of it is difficult. Yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah, I used to think the same, but um, I've been trying to think differently just because, just for myself mostly. Yeah, is there a reason why? Yeah, because it takes so much time of my life. I can be doing so much more. Oh, YouTube. Uh, yeah. YouTube, yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the biggest ones probably, because I can I can journal, I can read, you know, just another type of entertainment. Yes, but it's not a screen. It's not gonna keep me awake once I go to bed. Yeah. Um. It's crazy that we consider being on our phones late at night a vice, <laughs> which I think it appropriately goes in that category. It's known that is an issue. It's not. It's not. It's not something people have tried to hide. It accelerates your brain. Yeah. So you cannot go to sleep. I was listening to something actually recently, like more short form that I was listening to at like probably midnight. Mm-hmm. But it was Andrew Huberman saying that screen screen use between eleven and eleven p.m. and four a.m. is more or less depression inducing having 11 p.m and 4 a.m yeah okay because it's that natural body clock not not wanting or expecting light or what the brain would consider sunlight at at those times okay and it's releasing a certain chemical to try like keep you awake when you shouldn't be awake Mm. that makes sense I don't know enough about it. 11 p.m. sounds fairly late. I, yeah, 11 I, w- I would have thought... 11 p.m. to 4 Even earlier. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? Like... Sun. In, sun stops shining at, like, top 7 p.m. Yeah. Like, you probably on s- summer. 
yeah right? <coughs> and if you've ever gone camping you find yourself just having immaculate sleeps after three days after staying awake for maybe an hour and a half after the sun goes down <laughs> we should go camping it's been a while yeah bring the microphones <laughs> be in nature <laughs> that would be nice i mean yeah we'll, we'll talk off off the mic yeah. i have a few more interesting thoughts i've had yeah recently we'll go through them i really love that idea and I, I really try and embrace that uh i i came to my own little personal conclusion mm. similar to that thing where meaning is derived from suffering yeah. like when you look back on experiences and things that you cherish and moments that you cherish it's very unlikely that those came about by easy times and easy easy things a lot of the things that you'd be proud of or moments when you've gone yeah life's good you usually took some level of suffering or some level of effort effort to get you there and i think in a lot i of want way, to agree with you but i don't think that's you don't think so no that's, oh well that's fair i think just uh, like a lot of the effort required to even get there is what contributes to that feeling yeah i feel I'm like open. our lives are pretty easy though our, our lives are pretty easy and that's where i disagree because it hasn't it uh, i'm i'm a happy person i can yeah, definitely well, say i'm happy same or content rather happy is a bit of a strong word i do feel not happy sometimes yeah. but i'm content with life um and he, it didn't take that much to get where i am no we have it extremely lucky yeah we're very fortunate yeah and uh, and hence i think seeking as you call suffering or negative experiences or just a challenge per se um is very worthwhile especially for us because we don't have that very often yeah right like i think i think from what from what i've been he hearing people say in podcasts and such and i tend to agree with it is that our lives are relatively easy so we that's why we seek out a challenge yep because we're kind of naturally wired to want to overcome things obviously some people don't have that natural no not everyone's the same but it's, it seems yeah. to be a pattern yes on yeah people thriving for being good at something but see everyone likes to be good at something even if it's not a physical challenge people like yeah. to be unique if I feel like that's a pretty human type attitude towards things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No. I agree. Well, I think yeah, a lot of a lot of our feel good chemicals definitely get released upon like overcoming something. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah. So we, I think, we, and you I and I are more physical people, but of course there are people who play games and get the same sort of chemicals and release into their brains form. Yeah. Well, that's challenging their character well, in a I game think, or something. I think we all do it like we all do it through different means and I think that's where criticisms of video games come out is because these people are like ever I think like, still seeking the same thing still seeking that sense of accomplishment they're just like again not necessarily my critique but the critique of people who play a lot of video games would be that like yeah uh, you're just kind of sitting down but like i I still think that it's an itch that everyone it, wants it definitely causes health issues from sitting down but games seems to be pretty good at reenacting what we live in real life yeah which is Man, fairly there interesting was, there was a nice theory that i heard um that people who develop these video games must mm. understand so much about human psychology oh dude in terms of like the development of characters but you you're aware you're aware how big these companies are right they definitely have it's it's the same thing as like pokey machines for example they have psychology teams that it's insane look into it so you will get people to stay if not just because of noises and um, patterns on the screen like a pokey machine per se you have extremely well-built worlds now where you you basically yeah. live a life in yeah ca- character development and and such like different different trees for abilities it's a much longer movie yeah and you want to see the next the next happen on on that story yeah 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 i just i, I just i just think it's crazy like they they, they must know so much about 
human psychology most Try, trying to replicate the ways that we seek achievements it's one yeah. of my that's why i love gamifying life it's so fun the one the one that gets me the most company wise is rockstar rockstar is really good into putting all these into play i believe that's why they are probably one of the biggest companies in the world game wise yeah i don't i, I only know gta <coughs> gta 5 so hard for me to comment but i think there is definitely something to the fact that well most gta's you have worldy th- there are quite a few games in i don't know many of them actually but even stuff like fallout where it's like choosing clans and fallout is, is a great game and and seeking new technologies and developing See, and traveling and like it taps into all these things that we naturally want to do as humans fallout and a lot of games that are like it one of the biggest things that i find with them is the the choice exactly what you're talking about as in you can choose your clan you can choose the end yeah. of the story and it is based on your choices and that is interesting because people will replay the game multiple times to see what's going to happen if you choose something else yeah it's interesting very interesting i guess again in a certain way it it scratches that itch of i wonder what happens if i chose this option instead yeah that we all inevitably have our, when we look at moments in our life mm-hmm. yeah um, in most things yeah i just love i just love tying um for us it's just more the oh i wonder what's gonna happen if i do six months of this martial art <laughs> yeah where's my brain gonna be at where's my body gonna be at it's cool yeah and but that's how we it's suffering yeah our own character development i like it yeah we'll move on to the next idea but i i I sincerely believe that seeking out some sort of voluntary suffering if you're not suffering involuntarily Mm. is like essential yeah i have to agree that's why I like challenging myself and doing some crazy things to see. Yeah. Not not only for my own health benefit, but also to see my own discipline. Yeah, for brain benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the backwards law, there was an addition to it um, of once you start have, living a better life, you start prioritizing better values and therefore you end up having better problems so you start you start not thinking about petty problems because you have other things to think about that you deem more important so I think it ties a lot back to even when we're doing martial arts the idea of this doesn't matter sort of thing but then you're uh, in your brain you're like oh i i want to get better at this punch <laughs> this movement that's what they mean by having better problems yeah yep yep your brain's focused on the on the new on the new tasks yep i definitely follow a belief of like you only have so much room in your brain to think about certain things mm. and if you're yeah i don't know how well this ties to what you said but i think it ties to it's my interpretation of the quote Mm. it's not a quote I just wrote it down I did Mm. but so you have limited amount of space in your brain Mm. you can choose to focus on the spilt milk so to speak or you can and if you're focusing on the spilt milk that's less time you can spend (coughs) on the thinking about the thing that you want to do Mm -hmm. like if you're always thinking about just like I don't know gossip or whatever say you're you're doing martial arts you don't have room to think about the thing that you want to no want to do yeah there's only so much we can care at once i I yeah only so many things that we can care about i do agree with that about what what you're caring about yeah because you you, otherwise you just live i'm sure there is no limit and you could be a very overwhelmed person but i feel like most people (laughs) even naturally choose not to be in such 
oh, live such life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think for a lot of people, I think like the, a lot of people probably like the chaotic, which is again each to their own. But I think well, well, we like the chaotic. It's just a, it's just a difference of what what sort of problems do you deem do you deem important, and that reflects a lot on the values you have. For example, if you're a person who yells in the streets at, be, at random people because you find that an issue because someone cut you off or something of the sort, right? Um, that reflects on your values at the end of the day. You, you're a person who cares about that. And whether you reckon that's <laughs> a great value to have, it's not. At, at the end of the day, it's just like if if you're where does that get you tired yeah yeah that, what, what is the end goal of having such values yeah because that's what i was trying to as you're talking i'm trying to think about like how we assess the good value or a better quote-unquote problem um so i wasn't sure exactly how we quantify what makes a better problem or better value but I definitely think it's not everything needs to be quantified really no not quantified but Mm. yeah I don't what was the quote again or what was the when you have better values you have better problems yeah once once you put yourself in a better surrounding you usually will think about petty problems less if any yeah and a lot of the time those petty problems are just energy sucks I find yeah 100% to take you off yeah what you want to do yeah and it just drains your body as well like you can you can use the same energy for other things 100% hmm. yeah I remember I remember having issues and just feeling completely drained after just some a lot more drained that I ha- than I should be you know just yelling in traffic for example or being angry or just reminiscing something that happened <laughs> just, <laughs> just so s- silly in a way yeah I guess you feel kind of fed up huh when you do that type of you're always lashing out it's like oh life feels so there's always so much going on life is such a challenge if you live that way like a lot more than what it is already you know I think it's definitely a factor of what you're looking at what you're focusing on 100% and, I, and that's what I'm saying that's the, what the values is the values yeah yeah or how yeah or even just what you start thinking because like, I, I, and this is why I hate especially Facebook <laughs> Mm. like not only is the content on Facebook in particular I find emotionally provoking in a way that makes you go like the world is burning everything sucks Mm -hmm. but the second you start thinking like that you start seeing it's like when you get a it's like when you get a new car Mm. and you start seeing that car everywhere yeah you start yelling at people in traffic and then all of a sudden (coughs) all of a sudden you start finding a lot more things in traffic to yell at <laughs> yeah and yeah just yeah so I, I agree I, I, I agree when you have different values I phrase it differently but I think the essence is the same because mm. when you value just kind of, oh yeah no okay when you value just like peace and uh, yeah understanding mm. you definitely look for more peace and understanding in situations yeah and that yeah. just naturally I think leads to a better life I don't understand how someone could have those values and and lead an unhappier less fulfilling life than <laughs> yeah I agree just being able to not yell at people that's a pretty good value <laughs> I think I think it's an incredible value I don't I don't get yelled at so but I think that's obviously again another bias of myself not I haven't been yelled at, but I don't provoke anybody. Yeah, so. that's it. And like again, if someone if it goes that way, we're usually trying to find the understanding. So we're probably slightly biased in our in our personal experiences. Yeah. But yeah, again, I can't really talk off of what I would see online because I intuitively think, based on media, that, that the majority of people aren't that way. But my experience says otherwise, so I don't. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's what the majority of the world's like or what. I think it also depends where you are in the world. A lot. Yeah, cultural. Yeah. Yeah, even even when I drive down to Sydney, it's already different. Even, I'm talking traffic specifically now. But yeah. Okay. The, the beeping, the swearing out of your window, a lot more common there. Yeah, I wonder what, wonder how it is in. <coughs> I wonder how it is in India because I all like those countries where beeping, swearing, but that's not like is more common. But I don't. It's think, part of the culture, almost. Yeah, yeah that's it. I don't I think assume. it. I don't think it's as much road rage as a, as well as what we're talking about where people like just actually get angry I feel like it's almost communication in certain places yeah in certain countries it's definitely yeah. just but you still get a rush from it dude that's the thing mm. man. why is complaining so fun but such a bad energy to hold for yourself and for other people complaining I mean I, here I am complaining about complaining but like mm. It bothers me how, how, if we go back to what we were saying at the beginning, how much of a fun task it is that probably doesn't, that doesn't lead to anywhere good. Mm-hmm. Are you just being negative about stuff? You I, try, I try not to complain much. I uh, can't avoid it sometimes. Well, I can avoid it. I just don't think about it and then I'm complaining. Yeah. But it's definitely something that I don't appreciate in myself. But yeah, I don't do much, yeah, so yeah. it's I. I see it as a problem, but not that much of a problem because most of the time I will hold my tongue back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't find it oh, like it's one of those things that I don't find a problem. I wish I found it more of a problem, hmm. which is strange. I don't mind if people complaining. You don't um, like it. I don't mind it. Just doesn't bother me too much, unless that's the only characteristic of a person it, yeah, you won't bother me consciously like oh, do they stop <laughs> well when it gets to the point where you genuinely don't want to see that person because you know they the first thing they will do is complain and the last thing they will do is complain yeah that's when I think the problem arises yeah I guess when, when the negative energy is the only thing that's there and you're yeah. like oh dude, when you I, carry I wanna, that negative energy yeah I yeah. don't want to just be indulging in oh this and that and the all yeah. the time because that just leaves you feeling that mopey but see I, I'm, I'm on the belief that that falls into anything almost if you're a person who just has one thing that you do for example if you're a person who just likes complaining right if, if all in the conversation <laughs> is complaining if you're a person that all you talk about is martial arts if you're a person who all you talk about is crossfit or right, just very one or cars yeah if you're just that's exact it if if you're just a one dimension person like there's nothing more to it i i believe now that that's negative but it really seizes the amount of value that person will provide to me and that is a negative vibe on the get-go yeah because i don't have that much to talk about one thing i have a lot of things that i can talk about but specifically one thing uh most conversations will end pretty quickly yeah and i I like when conversations divulge into other things for example this podcast or yeah yeah. it's it's better <laughs> for me yeah some people like having their quirks and going towards people that they that like talking about the same things they do and i value that but i don't value that when it's when i'm involved <laughs> yeah well i understand yeah when when people are just one dimensional it's just <clears throat> kind of it's a bit like oh, okay and what else is there to you? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but uh, my my problem with it is just the conversation dies pretty quickly. Yeah. It's not even a, I don't want to hear you talking about the thing you're clearly a fan of. But it's definitely uh, <coughs> like a tribe-based <coughs> thing. 
where we want to feel part of a community. Mm. So you're probably fine. Oh, dude, I don't know how out of out of tone I'm talking, but the people who a lot of people who would do like that probably don't communicate a lot outside of their tribe, which is like which is fine. It's yeah. probably how we develop. Yeah. It's to be to be part of a tribe. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. No, it does go for whatever whoever, whatever listener wants to take it whatever way it goes against my personal view which is that one of balance I value whatever people want to do with their lives as long as they're happy but the reality is I just I'm pretty selfish on that sense it's it's uh, I'm happy with whatever people are doing well, in a certain if, way... If yeah. I'm brought in, then you have to offer a bit more. Otherwise, I I just don't... Ha- I myself just don't have that much to talk about. If you if you indulge on the thing that you're talking about and you make it extremely interesting, I am big ears, right? I will listen to it. But it seems that... It seems that that's not usually the case. Someone will start talking may sound interesting for the first hour maybe yeah and an hour is pushing it (laughs) (laughs) and then it gets to the point where as you said it's is there anything else to your person can we talk about anything else can we divulge this into anything else for the sake of the conversation for the almost for the sake of trying to make a connection here because it's insane yeah, can we yeah 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 and i get you and it seems that people like that they almost don't even like listening to what the other person has to say as well to anything else oh. yeah it's my usual experience but not with everyone just with one dimensional pe- one dimensional people yeah it's interesting i'm trying to think of why we don't like it beyond just the immediate but I, I think there's a certain oh, I, I know why I don't like it there's no value to it yeah no there's no value to it but like I'm trying to think of why there's <coughs> no, value, no value to it and I think it just comes back to that like you want you can curate your own life and if there's yeah it's just a value that you that you see pretty high yeah and you'll find people like you or not oh well there's always like like whoever's listening or even like yourself or myself there's people like you or me or mm. and we're very different it doesn't people like us in a way don't necessarily have to be the same and think the same we think pretty differently of most things but we still can have good conversations yeah yeah I don't mm. Yeah, I, I just don't know how many conversations I have with oh, one-dimensional people. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Come on. I don't have to talk about my head. People that you know that are one-dimensional. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely think it just comes back to that, curating a certain life experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to live my life in a more multi-dimensional way. Yeah, and hence it's kind of just like yeah, well, I just usually I'll just catch up with those people pretty quickly. Just see them. Yeah, well, yeah, they're be like, oh, what have you been up to? The people who we still value, yeah, as, as friends, uh, but they just uh, don't don't want to be part of the. No, the people who are value as friends usually are people with similar similar ways, and I make an effort to see them often, not often, but just as they would probably see make them. an effort to see you. Yeah, which. I enjoy that. I'm always open for new people, but the older I get, the more I value the close friends. Yeah, I think that's a natural... I feel like that's a natural way to move. I think so. Like, it has to be, you know? As you get older, you just reduce your circle of friends. It sounds depressing when you put it like that. I think you just don't need as many as you thought you needed when you were younger. Yeah. Or you realize how few people are like yourself. I don't, I don't know. How I, don't, I, I don't think I, I agree, with, agree that. with that. Yeah. 
we can make friends pretty easily and that's kind of why it's not a worry for me i i can go out and go chat with someone pretty yeah, you easily make surface level mates pretty quickly yeah and surface level can divulge into mates if you just put a sprinkle of effort making friends isn't that hard um no i've always thought about this hey like i think if you just invest enough time and effort like if two people like i think you can even talk about this in like a relationship sense yeah it's the art of seduction but yeah like we're tired to friends right i think if two people spend too much time not too much time enough time around each other you like almost assimilate into each other's mannerisms and stuff and you just become really close naturally i hope so i think as time goes on you know with full-time work you just kind of you have to be more selective about the people you hang out with and then your mannerisms are more tied to these people than other people i think that's where it comes naturally the friendship's gonna be tighter with fewer people than it was in your past when you can spend five hours a week with 10 different friends opposed to five hours a week with two or three different friends yeah i think i think it does come down to values at the end of the day as well what do you value because in a certain way you would just have a certain amount of time to spend as you said yourself so whether you choose to spend with a bunch of people that you don't know very well or people who you will and already have a connection with the choice will probably usually be you will choose someone who you already have a connection with because it's easier and you have a better time regardless Mm -hmm. you don't have to put all your social battery into one person you can easily just cruise by and have a lot of fun regardless because you already understand each other it's you're already mates you're already close friends and it's just easy uh i'm wondering if it ties if this at all ties into good easy experiences that lead to a negative long-term outcome i don't know just I, i did to play with it in terms of maybe do you want people around you who are like maybe to a certain degree you would want people around you who are completely different yeah who think in different ways to show you different sides of views events but, thoughts that but you i said it 10 minutes ago that we are already different we are very different yeah you and i for example yeah we definitely i am very different to, each other well, on different thoughts i'm sure. very different to most of my best friends yeah and yeah so i agree with what you're saying to the extent of that's how i live so right they're still like we still seek that out but in a in a productive type of way i believe it's important to keep your close friends though because if you don't then you never you don't really i think that's what classifies as a home is the people you live behind most more than the places or the nostalgia because things everything changes even people change but at the end of the day, a connection doesn't necessarily. I remember going back to Brazil after so many years and realizing that I still had connection with my best friends back from primary school. So. I definitely see that. Yeah. I, de- I definitely see it. And I don't speak to them, but we're still good mates. So yeah. I think yeah i think that classifies as one of my big values from living though it's something that i came up with my own just do you have a number one value i'm trying to i didn't premeditate my answer so. a number one value yeah or like a top three or something i was trying to think about it because i know i haven't myself really delved in into values that i hold in high regard I definitely hold in high regard having a peaceful mind continue exercising and probably maintaining close friends close that's see this is an answer with not much thought but I feel like that's a pretty good answer in a way that that is what I have been valuing for the past year pretty strongly yeah um 
I like it. It's a good set. What about yours? Um, I'm not sure. I always think honesty goes up number number one. Oh, this is a pretty good one. I love lo- loyalty. I think it's important. I think all of those kind of fall into kind of having do, a good yeah. mindset. Honesty and loyalty are kind of two. <laughs> I just think if you have a calm, peaceful mind, you will follow those regardless. Yeah. It's definitely my life philosophy is that warrior monk, calm. Yeah. Calm and peaceful, but capable. Mm. I don't know if that's a value, but that is definitely the overarching theme of all of my values. I think I think that would encapsulate everything. I believe that's most definitely a value. <laughs> it's what you value. It's it's in the world. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. It's like you value being the characteristics that would make up yeah you could value that, that philosophy you could literally value being the main character you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can value anything you want is the how loosely I see yeah, the yeah, word yeah. value but yeah yeah I get you I get you value value is very it, it's like it, it feels like it should be linked to something else you're right in that you have a certain life life philosophy or, or, or an outlook that then i mean but that could be your value it's not yeah you could have very shallow or very non-shallow values because if we were to dive through that idea we'd probably talk about it for hours like what we value and then you could go very specific yeah i think it's definitely something that me personally i'll need to explore Mm. i think it's an important thing to explore that i haven't yet specifics on what i value Mm. obviously it's loosely there through an ideology but the specifics i think is an important one for us all to all to dissect and then that way at least when we go and conduct ourselves in the world (coughs) we can measure our quote-unquote success through our ability to follow our values yeah yeah i think your success is pretty pretty subjective directed to what your values are yeah 100 percent, right yeah because so your values are what's going to make you successful if you achieve your values mm. Mm. something yeah, yeah. if money is part of a values for example can money be a value? I don't really think so. Yeah. I think it's almost in the name, isn't it? It's a valuable. <laughs> I guess. I know that's crazy I to say, it, but I think the English language is pretty well... I guess it has value. <laughs> has value. Is valuable. Being rich could be a value. If having money doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I disagree. I think... What is it then? I think freedom is your val- is the metaphorical person's val- value. Some people are addicted to money. Money is merely a tool. Yeah, for yourself. That, we, that you would use to... In line with your values or to seek or live a life in line with your values sure that's a beautiful sentence but i don't think everyone thinks like you i do i do quite like the philosophy you live by and i agree with your philosophy and i i live by myself money is definitely not one of my values right but you're saying it by definition can be a value it can most definitely be a value and people decides to live like that yeah and, and people can have very shallow values through it yeah okay like a lot of people have shallow values in general just that's that's fine i feel like i would have my own shallow values you know yeah 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 yeah. um yeah i guess i need to do my own work into what my personal values are because otherwise how do you really know how to live your own life to a certain question if you haven't got a clear idea of your own values that's a good idea but i think they also change often they do change you probably have to revise it every now and again. Yeah. I think revising it and changing is 
probably going to be an important value adaptation hmm. yeah right i agree it probably right. has to be number one it has to be it's definitely something that i value pretty highly ability to adapt it's probably what humans are best at but not everyone really indulges into it though no i don't think so some people think. really dislike change probably just do the like at the beginning of the episode the good thing that leads to the bad long-term outcome yeah people usually well this this is almost an obvious sentence but people do seek the easier answer for most things yeah um i see myself doing it sometimes and at least i can i I am very proud of myself for being self-aware of a lot of things that i do and yeah. being able to catch myself a lot of a lot more often now and i think that is just uh it just increases from now on as well being able to stop it before you even say it i think it's definitely a skill to cultivate 100 percent. and i was even listening today right and i know for us for us personally right we always like to i should have just been online the whole time i should have just been focused the whole time but even sometimes catching yourself in the wrong thought and pulling yourself back to what you should be doing or the, your overarching mm. way of thinking is is a, is a success. You're, mm. you're, you're getting closer. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like this is a pretty good yes, the, point to stop. The alarm is up and Daniel has to go. Yes, it's 51 minutes episode. Tusk, tusk, tusk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. An hour is a an hour is a good a good period. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, if this is your first time listening, you made it to the end, or or current listener. I don't know. Thank yeah. you. This was a this was a pretty chill episode, actually. I, I enjoyed it. This was it. very chill. Mm. This is very chill. Um. Yep. We'll catch you next time. Hopefully next week. In the thirty fifth episode. Uh. <laughs> see us. Goodbye. <laughs>